0: Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello and welcome back to the Magic Mindset Podcast. This week, we are going to talk about three things that I stopped doing that changed my life for the better. But before you tune out, this isn't all about me. This is about you. <laughs> Anything I share here, I always say this. I'm always talking to myself. I am in it with you. I will always be in it with you. But if I am sharing personal experience, it's because I believe deeply that this personal experience that I've lived through can help you live better. Basically, I am trying to take my bullshit, my failures, my mistakes, my flaws, my whatever you want to call them, and allow you to be educated by them so you don't need to make the same mistakes. And if you find yourself making the same mistakes that I've made, because there's one thing I know for sure after doing this for you know a decade now, it's that we're all more alike than we are different, like all the shame we carry around with us thinking, I'm the only one who does this. I'm such a loser. I can't get it together. Why is it so easy for them? And it's so hard for me. All that stuff, it's a lie. We're all a bunch of fuck ups on our own, right? Like our closets are all filled with shit. And so all that to say, if you find yourself repeating these patterns, you are not alone. You are not alone at all. You are normal. You are not flawed. You are perfect as you are. Believe me, I cannot say that enough, but you're you're stuck in a loop, right? You're stuck in a loop because you're doing what you know. If you did not listen to the Bad Habits episode, check that out after this. But basically, you're repeating the same pattern because that groove is there and it's easy. Even though it doesn't feel good, it's easy. It's what your body knows. It's what your subconscious knows, but different is available to you. Different is available to you at any single time. Put some work in to choose differently, to choose better, and you will become better. And I hate to say that because that implies somehow, it can imply rather, somehow that you're not perfect as you are. And that's just, that's not true. I just, you are. As you are in this moment, is as you are meant to be, wherever you are, is for a reason. And so this is a basically a jumping off point, right? It is either choosing to stay on the step you're on, or just step up a step. So let's keep walking. <laughs> let's, let's keep walking on those stairs. And so let's talk about the three things I stopped doing that I credit for really helping me drastically change my life and majorly upgrade. The first thing, and I'm putting this first for a reason, I debated on it because I didn't want to piss people off right out the gate. We talked about it last week. We've never really got into it. I've had a lot of requests for a full episode on this. I've yet to do it one of these days. I promise I will get around to it. But I'm putting this first for a reason. And it's because making this change, stopping this behavior is what allowed me to stop the rest. And I think that's where we get it, mix, it mixed up, right? A lot of women get it mixed up is we hold on so tightly to, excuse me, but our bullshit that we are unable to make meaningful changes in other areas or we make making those changes a lot harder than we need to be because we are so attached to what is keeping us comfortable, forgetting that quite often what is keeping us comfortable is also keeping us stuck. And so that's important. It's really important to be aware and to ask yourself, okay, I like this behavior. This behavior feels good. It's like putting on your favorite hoodies, sitting down on the couch, you know, getting your favorite snack. It feels really, really good. But is it always serving you? That's a conversation I needed to have with myself around this behavior. And you probably guessed it already. It's drinking. I was never an alcoholic. I never needed alcohol. But I have – I'm all gas, no break, which has served me really well in some areas of my life, but it's really fucked me up in others, drinking being one of them. I'm not great at moderation. I've gotten a lot better. I think moderation is absolutely something that you can learn to do, but also it's hard. Sometimes it's easier to just have a rule and stick to it, and so that's why I don't drink a lot, right? I can moderate really, really well at this point in my life. I've just realized – You know, I'm getting ahead of myself here in this conversation, but I've just realized almost all the time that one glass of wine, it's not even worth it. It's just not. I I would rather stay in my energy. I don't want to, I don't like opening my crown like that, especially in in certain environments. It just feels really icky and other people's energy becomes very easy for me to feel. And I don't always love that. And just the next day, I like working out. I I like being able to get up in the morning, feeling 100% fresh and clear do my morning routine and so just basically all that to say it, it's not worth it a lot of the times. But anyway, back to what I was regularly drinking. I was like a lot of people, somebody who drank and, you know, most of the time would have one or two glasses of wine, you know, or one or two drinks, whatever, and be okay. Go to bed. Like, you know, Thursday night would come, I'd turn on the real housewives, I'd pour myself a glass of wine. It was just a ritual, it was routine. It was very much like getting my cup of coffee in the morning. It just Felt good, right? It, it it felt good. And there was no real problem there because I was stopping, right? I wasn't getting blackout those nights. Lord knows there was plenty I did, but those weren't them, you know. I was just relaxing. Or my friend, you know, I lived on a street with two of my really good friends within like a block of me, which was fucking amazing. Highly recommend if you're young, single and, you know, whatever. And so I was the one with the kid and they would come to my house and we would just sit there after Evelyn went to bed and have a couple glasses of wine and it was great. But it also wasn't, right? It was unnecessary. It was distracting me. I was not moving forward in my life the way I should have been moving forward at that period of time. And you know how I feel about the word should. It's a shitty word, but I deserved better at that time. My daughter deserved better from me. And I wasn't doing it because I was just stuck in this loop of everything is fine. Well, if you've read my book, you know how I feel about fine. Fine is quite often fucked. And I needed to really get clear on what I was looking for when I was drinking. And I think that's something that's missing a lot of the time is we don't ask ourselves, why am I drinking? Is it habit? Is it routine? Okay, fair enough doesn't have to be problem-driven at all because for most people, it's not problem-driven. It is just habit or routine. Then you ask yourself, is this serving me? Is this making me better, right? Could I be spending my time more productively knowing that a productive use of your time is quite often just going to bed, right? Getting a good night's sleep because that's going to make everything else in your life easier. We don't need to talk about the benefits of sleep, but sleep is the foundation of your health and wellness if you're fucking with your sleep and- Ergo, vis-a-vis, if you are drinking, you are fucking with your sleep. Yes, even one glass. Listen, please, I implore you. Listen to the Huberman Lab podcast on alcohol. He goes deep into the science of all of this. I've listened to it twice because it is dense. It's a lot to take in. She's thick. <laughs> she a big meaty sandwich That's episode. But it's It's a great listen. It's it's going to give you a lot of background. It's going to take down a lot of the bullshit that you've been told, like alcohol moderation is healthy. That's just it, – it. it's not true at all. So anyway – Drinking, getting back here, five minutes into this, I'm, I promise you, I'm getting back here. Drinking was removing me from me. Drinking is removing you from you. That is the That is the nature of alcohol. That That is literally what it does. And also, drinking is a myopic agent, which means whatever you are currently experiencing or feeling when you drink is just going to become bigger. And so quite often, we see... People, I've certainly been this person in the past, having a bad day, having anxiety, feeling stressed out, feeling whatever. What do you do? You get a drink. Does it help? It may feel like it does, but it doesn't. It actually just makes that problem bigger in your mind. This is why drinking can be fun because if you're in a happy, joyous celebration, everybody's really feeling good, the energy is really high, you're celebrating a big win, you're just, you know, at a fun party, it's myopic. It makes it bigger. That's why it is fun. Great when it's working in the benefit of the situation. Not so great when it's not. That's why we get tunnel visioned on things. That's why we make bad decisions when we are drunk. Because in the moment, whatever decision that you are thinking about is all you can think about. So of course, it seems like the right thing to do, right? So it's, again, this is a whole other episode, but drinking is taking you out of your body. You do not need to be sober in order to experience the benefits of not drinking. I want to also really explain that. You do not need to be. But what removing alcohol from your life does is it allows you to get in touch with yourself on a deeper level. Because even if you're only having one to two drinks a week for a woman, that's a lot, right? It really is. It can be a lot. And so it is basically keeping you in this cycle of where you're basically, you know, moving forward a little bit and then hunching back a little. Moving forward, hunching back. Moving forward, hunching back. Give yourself an opportunity to just take a little bit of time to just be sober and just see what happens. Observe your life without that crutch because that's what drinking is. It's it's a crutch, right? It is something we go to to make ourselves feel better about any given situation. And your life is going to get a lot better when you realize how to handle all of those situations by yourself because you can you're capable you can have fun you can go into the date you can go into the party you can experience a bad day you can do all of those things without it and so again never telling anybody to be sober unless they have that problem you know with alcohol and in, in which case and yeah absolutely be sober but for everybody who is interested, if you are interested in your growth, your development, your success, living in your higher self, embodying your full potential, all of those things, give yourself a gift of a month or two sober and just see what happens. Because I promise you, it is going to make your life better. The next thing I stopped doing, which will, again, come as no surprise to you, and I was able to stop doing because I stopped drinking, this the correlation between these two is huge. It is not causational. It is effect. (laughs) It is effect driven. This is not a casual relationship here. I, when I was able to remove alcohol from my life for a bit of time, I was able to stop dieting because that is what allowed me to be able to listen to my body, which was what we talked about last week. But being able to stop dieting really requires you to do that. It removing diets, the need for other people's rules from my life allowed me to find my own. This is something that comes up in meetings that can kind of surprise people. And that's the fact that I'm actually a pretty big fan of rules for people. I think rules can be amazing. I think discipline sets you free, right? Discipline is not a cage. Discipline creates freedom. There's a lot of stoic quotes around that. I'm a you know, I'm a fan of Dave, David Goggins who can be a bit tough and aggressive for some people and I guess he is in a lot of ways, but I agree with him on a lot of things. He's right. Like if you can cultivate discipline in your life, you are unstoppable. It's just applying that discipline to ways that serve us. And we have often taken discipline and we've grinded ourselves to nothing with diets, forgetting that we can use that same discipline and allow it to create freedom for us by listening to ourselves, by listening to our bodies, which objectively is just as much work as a diet, but it's actually going to get you a payoff that you are going to feel good about and that is going to get you somewhere moved forward. And so, you know, back to rules. I think rules are great. I have some, I don't like to refer to them as rules. They're more like roadblocks or guidelines, but for myself, that have served me really, really well and that have allowed me to stay out of my bullshit, really. And so, you know, these are things that you need to come up individually knowing your triggers, being aware of your triggers, which is why the pause is so important. It allows you to reflect, okay, where am I in this space and time? What happened later? Why is this behavior happening? What is this emotion? What am I trying to soothe? You stop drinking. Guess what? You create space to ask those questions for yourself. That's There's a method to my madness here, friend. <laughs> and so... Creating roadblocks around triggers that bring you into patterns that you do not wish to repeat, they can serve you incredibly well, incredibly well. And there's just such a difference when you have a rule for yourself that you've made, you've established for your health, for your wellness, for your betterment versus You taking somebody else's rule that you found online, this influencer, this person, this whatever, this diet, and just forcing yourself into that. It doesn't work like that at all, right? It it just, it does not work like that. Your discipline needs to come from a place of love for yourself. And using discipline to stop dieting is, it's a flex. And all that really takes is cultivating the discipline to pause and check in before your meals, ask what you want, ask what you need and honor it. You know, go back to the last episode. We talk about that a lot. That takes work. It takes work, but you will be able to find that flow when you are committed to it. And when you just keep coming back to that process. And if you feel like, okay, well, I've been trying, I've been trying, I've been trying, what's the missing link? Call me. (laughs) I'll help you find it, right? I will, I will help you find it. But why does, you know, getting back to dieting and why it is so important to stop that behavior is it's going to allow you to, to really cultivate your intuition. And that's so important to have as a woman. We all have it. There, you're not, nobody lacks intuition. It is something you are born with. It's just whether or not you develop it. And you're not going to be able to fully develop it when you are not listening to yourself. These things all go together. Listening to yourself with your movement. You know, what does your body need? Do you really want to lay on the couch right now, or could you use a walk? Like making those decisions that are in alignment with what you actually need are when you start hearing your intuition get louder and louder and louder. And it just makes your life so much easier because then you're able to differentiate between okay, this is anxiety, this is an intuitive hit, this is fear. This is an intuitive hit. This is excitement. This is an intuitive hit. It is really fucking cool when you can start telling the little subtle differences of what you're experiencing in those moments and that is going to become available to you when you start listening to the little subtle differences in how you nourish yourself. And when you listen to your own divine guidance and with what you put on your plate, with what you put in your glass, all of these things... It allows that to grow. And so, if you are interested in developing your intuition, which we can talk about that in a different episode, let me know if you want to. Stop dieting. It's going to make your relationship with yourself so much better. And when your relationship with yourself becomes better, your relationship with every other person you interact with will become better because of it. And the last thing I stopped doing that I was able to stop doing, and that you will be able to stop doing when you stop regularly drinking and always dieting or mentally dieting is doubting yourself. Stop doubting yourself. That is where the first two behaviors become such roadblocks because they allow doubt to creep in because what do diets do? They make us feel like we are failures because diets are not meant to be sustainable. We never can make them work long term ever, 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 ever. That's why habit change needs to come from within. It needs to be self-driven, your own discipline, your own rules, your own guidelines. So no longer dieting allows you to cultivate a better relationship and understanding with yourself because you're going to be able to trust yourself. No longer drinking, (laughs) same thing. You can't trust yourself when you're drunk. You cannot trust your judgment, right? You can't say to yourself, I'm just going to have one drink because how often does that one drink go to two? That depletes self-trust And what happens when you have no self-trust. It makes it really fucking easy to doubt yourself. Self-trust is everything. Dieting and drinking just demolishes our trust in self because these behaviors teach us over and over and over that we can't be trusted, forgetting that we're blaming ourselves when we should be blaming them, right? It's not you that's the problem. It's the diet and it's the substance, it's not you. It is it is not you at all. And so when you remove those things, you are by default removing doubt. And you start realizing, oh, oh I can follow through. I can. I can say I'm going to do something and do it. I can say I'm going not. That's important. I can say I'm not going to do something and not do it. I can withhold my boundary. I can stay in my integrity When you are able to realize that you are capable of doing those things, saying yes when it's aligned to you and saying no when it's aligned to you, your self-doubt just goes away. And that's when you realize that you're capable of doing absolutely anything you believe yourself capable of doing. And that's important, right? It comes back to that as soon as you start, you are. As soon as you believe yourself capable of doing, achieving, or becoming a thing, you can be it if you put some action behind it. Well, when you cultivate self-trust, you can start making processes that are aligned to you and you can start setting standards for yourself because that's important. When's the last time you've asked yourself, what are my standards for myself? Probably never. And don't feel shame over that. I never did that either, right? But how how can you live at your standards if you don't know what your standards are? When you start having these conversations removed from distractions that drinking, substances, dieting all of those things open up for you you can start coming into yourself comes back to that intuition it comes back to that inner knowing that higher self that calling that potential what do i want what are my standards for myself well that's how you you know you ask how can i how do i know what rules to set for myself so when you remove distractions then you know where your boundaries are then you know where your standards are then you're able to cultivate that discipline that is just divinely made for you. And so basically what I'm trying to get at with this episode is sometimes it's not about adding things to your life. It's about removing them. And I'm always like manifesting people. How do I manifest? How do I manifest? I think it starts with shedding. Shedding what is not aligned to you. Shedding what is not serving you. Shedding shedding what is not in your best interest. Dieting and substances are never going to be in your best interest ever. Really? And that's not saying that, you know, drinks can't happen again, not sober, never going to be sober. They can absolutely happen. But when you are trying to majorly upgrade or just nudge upgrade, you have to ask yourself, what is in my best interest right now? What will allow me to do this? Before you start calling in more, start removing, removing anything that's keeping you stuck below your potential, removing any barriers, because by default of removing those things, you make space for better. And when you're able to cultivate that space for better, really amazing things can happen. I'm going to tie this episode up here. As always, you know where to find me. Please reach out. Let me know what you want to talk about next. Let me know your questions. Or if you feel called, schedule an appointment so we can you know, start cultivating these things for you and your life. And if you have not, please take just a second to rate and review this podcast. What are you waiting for if you have not done so already? I will see you back next week. We are going to talk about why your willpower may feel like it sucks a little bit. So if you've been struggling with willpower or discipline, something we talked about a lot today, definitely look for next week's episode because it it will help you get you to where you deserve and can be. I will see you back next week.